How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is TV worth talking about. My gut tells me we're dealing with sophisticated problems. This is Shrine Podcasts. Trigger Point. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcast presents Trigger Point. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And I'm going to start today's podcast with an appeal to, I guess no one in particular, uh, to get Lana Washington on compassionate leave. The woman has seen yet more of her nearest and dearest blown to smithereens and yet continues to answer what seems like dozens of call outs a day. I'm just wondering that maybe if she was given a, at least one, just just one day off, Maybe she'd find a moment to phone her poor old mother. Um, this week we learned Daddy Freyer is a David Bowie fan, as uh, somebody welcomed us to Labyrinth. Uh, Britain's facial recognition software is fatally slow, and poor old Helen is £117 overdrawn. Um, we've got your thoughts and theories in a little bit, but first, Hannah is on your recap. Uh, take it away, bitch. Oh my God, thank you so much. So, we picked back up where we left off on quite the cliffhanger last week with Thom having been pushed down a lift shaft to a surely certain death only to land on top of his situationship in the form of Lana Washington but they do start off with a bit of mystery is Tom actually gone oh never mind yeah. he is dead um, so the man to in be charge, fair Reb had said because um, she'd watched it before I did and I said like is Tom dead and she was like well when they did the little mini recap at the start when you look down that lift shaft again Reb was like it's it's a long drop. Like, you're not surviving that. And no. you're just not. No, no. No, and they and they they tried to spin it at the start for a bit of excitement. But no, the man's gone. Um, what is the name of the the, pers- the new guy who came in who's a bit gorgeous and he's in charge of everything? Uh, His lovely coats. I'm not sure. Is Grant. this the fellow who's head of um, counterterrorism? Yeah. Not the sexist dude. Yeah, him. What's his name? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know his name. No, right, I do well, know it. C- carry on. I'll, it'll come to me. Okay, well, that man briefs the team back at HQ with a powerful speech about winning now uh, the fight in memory of Thom. And Helen and Lana sort of exchange heavy looks. I'm not sure 
if Helen knows that Lana and Thom were ever together, not even about the, the what's going on now. I, she doesn't seem to know that they're exes. Um, yeah. Commander Francis is his name. Commander Francis. Okay, I won't forget that now. So a woman and a man meet in a coffee shop. Like, I was a bit confused. I was like, are we meant to know these people? Um, and while distracted over a breakfast dish, another red-haired man steals breakfast man's bag breakfast man we learn is called oliver and he deposits it into a suspicious van now just before oliver leaves for work the red-haired man is back with the bag and we learn that the woman that he is speaking to it's kind of a meet cute situation her name is hope and they set up a Mm. day for later that day oliver is thrilled and let's be honest hope's not going to go because there's something very dodgy about her So we next appear to be in the office of, I think it's a newspaper, it's a TV station with a very glamorous blonde woman. It's a newsroom and I'm obsessed. She was cast so well, like instantly you were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a modern day journalist. Yes. And we all know someone like that, Brendan, having had experience in newsrooms ourselves. Oh, sure. I've worked with dozens of them glamorous women involved in there that are excellent at their jobs and she receives a clock in the post. Uh, Now Lana's dad rings her to ask if she's had any luck talking to her mom, and she still hasn't gotten through and I have to say at this point I put she's not trying very hard but I was wondering is that woman dead because she just she's like oh I rang her she didn't answer I called her and she wasn't there and I'm like yeah 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 I'm not being bothered your dad is clearly distraught like I think you should make slightly more of an effort but now I do have a theory on the mother that I'll save for later. Okay, excellent. Because there's something fishy going on there. But also Lana's obviously distracted by the fact that every single person she's ever met has been blown up or killed. Um, Mm. So pass for that. So at HQ, we hear about how the terrorists got the bomb into the building. So a lift repairman is missing and it was his pass that was used. So the team has since got a call from someone using voice altering software uh, who says they have information. And the team has also been looking into Nick Hood. It was Cher. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) 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 <laughs> the, the team has also been looking into Nick Hood, who is that blonde uh, freak in custody. Yeah, Daddy and, Frere. <laughs> oh, sorry, Daddy Frere, yes. And they learned that, uh, not a very suspicious life, but he did go to Poland once for a chess tournament and he only turned up on the first day and then he fucked off. So very suspicious, they think. And in the act of like per- like perfect timing right at the end of the meeting, they get CCTV showing the fake fire person pushing Thom to his death uh, and Lana kicks the bathroom bin around. Now, I just, I just actually can't. And I, I got so far and now I just can't. Have you lost, have you lost yeah, the will? because it's just, it's just not realistic police work. It, the timings of things are just, it, it's pissing me off. We can get more into it, but just oh, here's the exact CCTV we need as we're all about to stand up. Yeah. Oh, here's the bag back right on time before that man leaves. There's no... It's, it's, you know. I know. It is an entertainment <sighs> show, though. What is my problem? Is it me? I don't know. Okay, so No, seconds. like, it's, it's, it's not the... It's not the best TV show by any means, but I'm enjoying it for what it is. Yeah, I am. Good I'm afternoon, trying. everybody. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to update my computer. See, Nathan uses this laptop. Just good morning and good afternoon to everybody. Um, Nathan, <laughs> my husband, uses this laptop to play his games, right? His and games. one of them needed oh. an update. And the whole thing was just very slow there for a few minutes. But sure, I'm back. I'm alive well, back and well. Here we now, are. Yeah. And you sound great. Yeah, I can hear you guys perfect. Unlike Sounds Tom. great. Um, unlike t- poor, sorry, that was an unnecessary death if I ever saw Agree. one. 
I wanted to see I was invested in Tom and Lana. Why do they do that? I don't know. Who else do we care about? No. I couldn't care maybe, about um, Maybe the, the man had committed to some other like projects that he had to be like, I can do this series if you write me out. <laughs> Fair enough. Do like, you know what I mean? But like, listen, Trigger Point's a little bit gammy, but it is very, like it's full attention and I enjoy watching it one a week, but I don't know if I'd watch a third season. Let's put it that way. I don't know if there will be a third season. And guys, I said this last <laughs> season, so I'm just glad you're on board. Do you know what it is? It's maybe because if I was able to have a glass of wine... <laughs> and watch this. And you could have a glass of last season, Beth. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know that I needed one, but this is the show where I don't think you should be fully sober, fully with it. <laughs> just just let it wash over you, because I'm looking for logic that doesn't no. fucking yeah, exist. But you know what? Like, It's a bit far-fetched that she's the only expo in the whole in of London, London. but sure, yeah, I suppose God's there'd be no sake. drama otherwise. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I couldn't agree more. So basically, she's at the team meeting. They find out that Thom was in fact murdered. He didn't fall. And seconds later, she's the one <laughs> testing the clock that was sent to the journalist. And... There is no bomb there, but there is a hidden message on an accompanying card that reads, welcome to the labyrinth. I love the uh, way she sprayed that and then it just kind of came through. So it didn't open in in case of the anthrax. Yeah. And like, I just, I used to have like a little detective kit when I was younger and it just (gasps) reminded me of like writing an invisible ink and then you, you can write over with a certain pen and then it comes up. So was that the Philofax, Hannah? Did you have the detective Philofax? kind of it was a folder yeah i had a file of facts as well yeah i did it was very important and i have a book upstairs Um, that i've i've kept for my i i I think i kept it without realizing but now it's going into my unborn child's bedroom and it's called the detective handbook and it was a little book written for kids about how to be a detective so i think guys i can see where this started young for me with these type of tv shows Um, yeah get you and I think um, that did you guys talk about the iconic journalist? We we have, but we did yeah, loved we her. We loved her. Like give that woman a spin off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, with really Jill Bigelow the news together. Yeah, her her and Jill Bigelow wouldn't get on now. No, because you can't They'd have too clash. many hundred percent. They will clash. Mm. But then maybe the arc only be room that for eventually they, they get on. They could be sisters. Um Yeah, they they end up bonding over like they get absolutely trolleyed on wine and then just kind of like, yeah, cave into each other. Yeah. And I like the concept like Jill is obviously like the spin doctor for oh, the yeah. mess. And this new glamorous blonde woman is the journalist who is printing every story that comes across her desk no matter who she's a dog with a bone yeah yeah so like i think that could that could actually create some great drama so that glamorous blonde woman fully intends to print the story even though francis has been in asking her not to so they've traced the van and this is like the kind of shit i have problems with in trigger point where it's like here's two sentences and we've done all this detective work off screen and now we're off to a new place covered in bombs so they've traced the van that the fake lift engineer used um, that was the person who put the bomb into the first building at the end of the last episode and they're at another abandoned warehouse and there's a new person chained to a radiator and rigged to a bomb so Lana the only person in the UK capable of dismantling a device steps up to help but not before declining a call from her mother so I'm like well at least the woman is alive because I was getting worried Lana doesn't give a shit so it turns out the device was a hoax and that the man is the real lift engineer who was kidnapped and had his path robbed. Oh, was that who he was? Jesus, I missed that. 
Yeah, but you know, I missed last week. I didn't know that that woman whose head was blown up was having an affair with someone uh, and I only yeah. caught that in the recap. So An affair with the fella from the first episode who turned off the computers at the power station. Yeah, he was in the hospital and he, he's severely injured. That the, man, the, the man who's gasping for air and they're doing full interview with him. And Helen was interrogating him. Yeah. Yeah. Per, right, Breathing okay, all so over him, not leaving a fucking face mask not inside. No, Helen. PPE who. Um, okay, so evidence suggests that the warehouse is a bomb factory, right? So the mystery caller is back. And like, I mean, he's meant to be using like voice scrambling software. He's, he's simply not because we know exactly who it is. It sounds like the man who has a shrine to his daughter. And lo and behold, it is. He wants to meet in an hour. He wants one officer to uh, turn up. Someone who knows about explosives gives you two guesses who that's going to be. But Helen goes along as well, um, which creates a moment where the two women, both grieving exes of Thom, can discuss his death on a bench. Um, so the caller rings. Helen's I don't know mobile. if I don't know if this bit of the episode has happened yet or not. But like, there's just a really passing. It's not central to the story. But Helen is in the office, and like one of her coworkers comes up, and obviously, you know, everyone knows Tom has died. And the colleague comes up and just goes, oh, you were so perfect together. And I'm like, that's just such a bizarre way to console somebody. Surely, like, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Are you OK? Like, can I do? Not, yeah. ah, Jesus, you were so perfect together. Isn't it awful convenient he went and died on you? But it was just a really, it was no. really weird. <laughs> not a tear <laughs> shed between the say. two of them. Not a tear shed, not a day off, not a HR meeting, not a cup of tea made. They're just get just on with your day life. Off. Like he the man um, fell think... onto la- his dead body landed on top of her. I just I oh. I know. I think they did that because it was kind of just to point out that no one thought that him and Lana were together kind of thing and she'd had that convo with them and that yeah. type of way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not what you'd say, though. Well, really. It's not what you'd say. No, God, guys, we are spicy today, aren't we? <laughs> we're being <laughs> we're like... slapped across the face with the information. It's like we know how Lana might be feeling. We can, you know, we can ascertain that from the, what's happened. But anyway, um, maybe we should do Big Little Lies season three. <laughs> it's a I live. <laughs> yeah, is it? Yes. Oh no, Hannah, it is. Yeah, yeah. See, oh no, Nicole is, and, and Reese have been like they're full on like working on it like it's written I think I'll watch Anthem Reese where this being makes first of all and the thing is they put Meryl Streep in the second one so it's it's not like Trigger Point where you know there it's if there is someone really famous in this I think we just have to talk about it yeah um, also in other non-Trigger Point related news it has been oh, all but confirmed today that Gavin <gasps> yeah. Stacey is back for one more Christmas special uh, this Christmas oh it's amazing news. I'm so happy for you, Brendan, because I really so feel thrilled. like anyone I've ever met, you love Kevin Stacey the way I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a it's, yeah, long that's... running. You just love it yeah. so, so much. So we're you hopefully going to get an answer to um, Smithy and proposal. Nessa to the big proposal. Yeah. So exciting. So um, exciting. Yeah, that's my Christmas made. It's just perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> she's actually in Dublin at the moment, Ruth Jones. I say she's she is. cornered she's now. She's sister act the Borgosh Energy Theatre. It's across the road from you, Brendan. Pop over. Oh, I'm going tomorrow. Oh. Um, okay, so come here. Uh, where were we? Yeah, so this guy rings right at uh, Helen and he has all this intimate information about her. 
And uh, he was like, look, I know all this shit about you, but I told you to come alone and you didn't. So now I'm not coming at all. So he had her exam results. He was like, you failed. You're 117 pounds in debt, love. Uh, yeah, no, I love that. But it's like, could be going to someone's GCSEs is wild. Now, and now this is me getting a bit line of duty on it, but I thought the, oh, and your £117 overdrawn was funny, but we do know from other storylines and other shows that if you are in debt, it opens you up to being bribed. So, mm. Helen, question mark. Brendan, £117. Love, <laughs> <laughs> like, no. cost you live. <laughs> no, I, I'm fully aware of the cost you live, but like, it's just, it's not enough, surely. Like, okay. she'd be to overdraft. We all have an overdraft. Do you know what I mean? I fucking live in the thing. <laughs> to throw your whole career away. Just um, you'd be grand. Roll that into a loan and just don't think about it again. Um, okay, so earlier in the episode, Helen is interviewing Nick, that Friar Tuck man, and she plays the chess card. And then he says that she misunderestimates him and that he's one or two moves up his sleeve. And then he screams at her in French. And then later that we learn that I can't even read it. Later we learn. But that was a, a revolutionary slogan, apparently, that means the beach is below the streets. Okay, so the mystery caller is back and he leads Helen and Lana to his destination in the basement of a building. Full reveal, no mask, nothing. He's not part of the organisation behind the bombs, which is apparently called The Wave. He's just a tech guy and he hates violence, but he just wants justice. And I think we will ascertain from that that he wants justice for his daughter who seems to have died. So he helped the wave initially with the drones, but now they want more from him and he's not willing to give it. Now he's realised that they're absolute lunatics and Lana's very angry at him. So back at HQ, um, Francis isn't happy with Lana and Helen because they totally disregarded any safety measures and went into that basement. And the clock that the glamorous woman received continues to count down. So Lana's boss has come to check on her what? That sentence doesn't make any sense. Lana's mom has come to check on her, but Lana sends her home really quickly and she's like, look, mom, you can't be coming in to work up the walls, but I'll pop around for a curry later. And the mom is like, no, you can't because things are horrible between me and your dad. And then she just runs out the place crying. So I think they've done something yeah. mental in the house, well, have they? I think that's yeah. not, I think the mom has sent the dad running to live in Lana's because the mom, there's something going on after Billy went boom in the car in the last season. I think that whatever <laughs> terrorist, well, Billy did go boom. Whatever terrorist organization were like, there's somebody has something over the mom and that's why she's yeah. not letting Lana or the dad into the house. Oh, Did you think okay. she's doing an undercover operation herself to try and figure out who these people were who killed her son and she's got in too deep now and she's kind of, yeah. I'm totally open to that, yeah. I just yeah. thought she wrote like Billy all over the walls in tiny writing and just like <laughs> stuck loads of photos up from him and just went mad and didn't want anyone in the house. But that no, I think I think the woman is in trouble. Sense. Like she's in, yeah, she's in trouble. Okay. Mm. She's in danger, girl. Okay, so she runs out of the place and Lana just literally doesn't have time to deal with it. So, right, so we basically learn your one hope and the red-haired man from the coffee shop earlier, they are the wave, guys. 
these are the baddies, okay? And they've brought in... Sorry, the- was your man with the glasses a baddie as well? Or the man that came in and, sw- and put the laptop bag down? Not Oliver with the round glasses. He's no, not, not Oliver. Oliver's yeah, a victim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan. No, Oliver's he's a, a single ready to mingle. Yeah. I mean, single he ready just to was mingle. attracted to the Oliver wrong Oliver was ding dong. He's a special advisor. He's a victim. He's innocent. It's Hope and the, the man with the red hair. And there was one other man there. So they basically brought in Alex, who I think is the name of the grieving father, to do more dodgy tech work for them and this is where I fully switched off because your one hope is like a very gorgeous woman and it's just all a bit we've gone a bit Marvel now kind of like secret like bombers like it's just a bit ridiculous but anyway this is where we're at so um (laughs) in HQ Helen goes full, full Sherlock Holmes. So she surmises that a scrap of paper found at the bomb factory earlier that day that looked like a circuit breaker is actually a map. And then she remembers what your man Nick screamed at her in French, translated to English, under the streets is the beach. Then four seconds later, D.I. Batra, who is... um. Man who the Ara from Line of Judy realizes Lehan. that the map on the scrap of paper is actually uh, a map of the Strand in London, and off they all go. So Very the convenient. Ho- yeah, yeah. I was looking at that, and the, and I don't know. The only way that he could have got the Strand was all the little locations on it had like little rectangular things, and then the Strand was the only round one on it. And I don't know if that's what he was looking at. I okay. like. I don't. I don't know. So off they all go uh, and the place is obviously completely rigged with bombs but they turn out to be hoax devices. Then guys, just in case you ha- your imagination hasn't been stretched to its complete fucking limits, we get this wild night vision goggle sequence in green because the team believes that if they use their torches they're going to set off light sensors which will ignite the whole like place. Like they did so, with the Whitney Houston choker in the last episode. Yeah, so the whole yeah. screen goes to this. God, I missed that. It's just ah, bright, you didn't. It's bright green. The whole screen is like just, yeah, it's two, just goggles. two green dots and then Lana and your man are like chatting to each other through green through dots. Them. Call, guys. It goes mm. full See, video. Call. You were asleep, were you? Goes full video game. So um, night vision goggles, light sensors, motion sensors, blah, blah, blah. They set something off. And then on the back wall is this sort of red paint revealed. They're sort of like underneath the city in like big, like it's like They're an old in underground. A disused or... tube station. Yeah. Which okay. I do find very glamorous now, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, there was. A, I love them in like a Bond movie and stuff. And I was like, oh, there's a tube station that's like not Remember used. Remember Sherlock, Brendan? Mm. Watched one of the bonds recently, and that's I was like, this happened in yeah. something else that I saw recently. Yeah, it must have been. I, was it Spectre? Yeah, oh, it's also in Skyfall, I think. Oh, maybe Skyfall. Oh yeah, no, yeah. don't quote me on that. I don't know. Yeah, and there's definitely a scene in Sherlock, or a, a set piece in Sherlock where they're stuck on a tram underneath the ground. I'm kind of obsessed with disused uh, stations, and you know, sometimes Same. they create like like what's like a fake house to cover up like where a, a disused tube station is and like fake facades of of buildings and stuff have you yeah. heard about this in london so you could be walking down the street in london and like some of those houses are like 2d no way yeah oh kind of obsessed with that. So- there are 40 abandoned or disused tube stations on the london underground that's very interesting. Well, like, can they give us some because we've literally no train from the airport in Dublin? I think it's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace. So, 
Guys, Catch Me If You Can appears in blood red ink sprayed on the back of the tunnel that Lana and Hass are in. Um, The wave watches on and Alex is forced to upload the footage online. So there's a few minutes left on the timer, the big clock that was sent to the glamorous woman and everyone... um, figures out that there just has to be another bomb because the timer hasn't stopped. So it looks like Oliver has been running around all day with that bomb in his little bag and he didn't think to check. So just in time, Alex gets through to Lana, who is now resurfaced. And he has a photo of Oliver that he's lifted from a laptop belonging to the wave. And D.I. Batcher runs this sort of Mission Impossible style facial recognition software. And they find Oliver. That facial recognition software was gas. Ah, me. It yeah, was really exist, slow. Though, does it? I'm really shit. No, I think it probably does. And I think it's probably better than what they had there. It was painfully slow. And it was like doing one face per second. Like, if you need to scan the entire it's about population. There's million in the UK. people in the UK. Exactly. Like, you need to be moving a bit faster. Well, thankfully, with 10 seconds to go, <laughs> they figure out that that man is, in fact, Oliver. He's a special advisor to a minister whose office is on the same fucking streets that Lana and Helen are standing on. They make it up to the door and just before the timer runs out, Hope emails a hopeful Oliver and the place is blown to bits. Jesus. It was shocking though, wasn't it? Poor Oliver. Poor poor Oliver. He was just on MSN Messenger thinking he was having a flirty chat. Obviously the email set off the bomb, did yeah, it? Yeah, it was that message from Jesus Hope. Jesus, yeah. guys. That's, that's no really hope. terrifying. Oh, um, God, had a great him. recap from the half that I heard. Well done. Thank you so much. That email, like he, what if you, I don't have the thing at the bottom of my screen that pops up when I get an email. So what if he didn't check it on time when he was in the right place? What if you looked yeah, in I mean, his bag? Yeah, I mean, they were, they were playing a risky game, yeah. How just an email make a bomb like did they swap his laptop uh, you can code anything these days okay thanks guys they were my questions <laughs> and they were my answers <laughs> and we'll um, have your thoughts and theories after this thank you Reb life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Okay, we're back with your thoughts and theories. Uh, Reb has got those this week. I do. I'm here after my update on my laptop, which I'm now looking at very suspiciously after all this that's gone Don't on. Don't press enter. We have a, <laughs> I know. We have a voice note first from Alan. Hello. Uh, loving all the episodes. Watching Trigger Point for the first time. Sat down with a box of wine last night and cleared the thing with my boyfriend. Um, it's the only way to enjoy this show, I think. Um, I have two things. One is, uh, are, is everything really strange in this show? Like the casting and the sets all seem mad. Like as in all the apartments look like Airbnbs and that couple with the baby... What was that living arrangement? Like, I've never encountered, and it's difficult times, but I don't, I don't understand how that house, that couple, that baby and that man with the blonde hair were all living in the same place. I didn't get it. And the second thing, um, you know your man who got burnt alive? Um, uh, uh, oh, it's like a chip pan fire. Your man in the hospital, Joe Hansen. You shouldn't call a character Joe Hansen because it sounds like the surname Joe Hansen, uh, which is very confusing. But also, are we certain that that's the same man who was in the beginning because he got burnt very bad and I'm like is that the same actor because the reason I say it is because in the first episode your man dastardly devil in the in the in the electricity factory was like hopping along like an evil man I think he mentioned it and then at the end of the episode after he'd been exploded they saw the distant man on the roof controlling the drone which we think is blonde man but like when he was walking towards the stairwell he did a little hop in his step and I was like is that the same guy so my theory is that Johansson and uh and the man who exploded the beginning are different people and he's actually still out there. And that's it. But it's absolutely mad. And Vicky McClure is a threat to everyone around her. Sorry, what a voice note, guys. Okay. No, guys, so I'm actually first crying. Of all, I couldn't agree more. He absolutely hit your point on the head, Hannah. He watched Trigger Point with a box of wine. This is the thing. So uh, were you on when we were talking about that, Reb? I think one of my main issues with it is that I'm forced to be sober <laughs> watching this because you need a box of wine. He had yeah. all those problems with it's it. A box, the wine. box of wine. I just... <laughs> I can't stop yeah, I I'm also screaming, thought also, Joe Hansen was that man's surname. Is his is his name Joe? No, his name is Joe Hansen. Space Hansen. Hansen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Joe for name Hansen surname. <laughs> I was thinking it was a very so, like Southern American name. It's a very good point though because when we do see the power station scene at the alcohol. start, it very much does look like Joe Hansen is is an evil person who's in on the whole thing. Yeah. And then basically then he's like actually been um he has been blackmailed because they have because his he's having an affair uh, with lover. the woman tied to the radiator. Yeah. But he looked very willing to do. No, he was a bit nervous, right, but he still seemed to be Ah uh, no, I he was tiptoeing around like evil can evil. Yeah, he was a bit, but then I'm like, maybe you were just trying to save your lover. Listen, mm. uh, great voice out though, Alex. Anyway, Hyde, everyone needs a box of wine for the next episode. Fair enough. Uh, here's one from Christopher. Like a lot of people, I think I'm only really watching this show for you guys. <laughs> I might, if you weren't podcast about it, I might not otherwise watch it. Um, it's a lot of old nonsense, isn't it? Let's be honest. But it is not unentertaining. I, I am quite getting it. I agree that I think it's better in the first season. I find Lana a very unsympathetic character. Actually, she has no, no soft edges to her, um, uh, but very you know um, enthrallingly portrayed by Vicky McClure. Um, in our house, we're really glad that that Bumface is is dead. Um, um, we've, we've never liked him. We didn't like him last series. We don't like him in this series. Um, and he died in a very comical way. Um, the, the firefighter that was clearly... Um, firefighters are generally not scared of heights. Straight away, it was very obvious that this is not a real firefighter. So, um, so yeah, that was a comical death. Um, the terrorists, if that's what they are, are very, so far at least, very one-dimensional. You know, they come up with very sort of student politics kind of lines, you know. Um, 
Um, you know, the sort of people that might have their own website that's called, I don't know, like truthseeker.net or something like that. So, um, so far. Um, but anyway, um, I'm about to run out of time. Um, thanks very much for your work and I'll watch the rest of it. Cheerio. Jesus, guys. We, does we, not hold back. we are the only ones that were scathing this week. At least we're all on the same page. I agree. And yeah. I, the voice notes are reassuring and they're really making me laugh. And I thank you for people for watching this with us. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, no, you know guys, what, it's though, entertainment. And this is, yeah, this is. is this is entertaining. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It is. Do you know that way? Um, Stephen's been on on Instagram. He DM'd us. Uh, he put in a quote from the episode. Tom was liked by all. He says, "Ha ha, like fuck, bitch." Dig of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so much about oh. this. So basically, Stephen's just like, do you know what? Tom wasn't liked because there was a bit of a like, we didn't really like Tom in season one and then all of a sudden he's the nicest man on the planet. Yeah, I couldn't remember that now. Um, Stephen says, I 100% think that she's going to go over to her mum's house this season and find that she has a bomb around her neck and she can't save her own mum. There is something <laughs> going on with the mum. I hope you know? then she gets a day off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, M <laughs> on Instagram DM'd us as well. And M says, my little comment for episode three is that when they're in the briefing room, D.I. Batra gets the video footage of Tom being pushed and he doesn't give them a trigger warning about what they're going to see. It looks like he watches it himself first, but then the others um, present are Tom's ex and his current girlfriend, uh, plus <laughs> colleagues. He's just like, why didn't, you know, Vihan say that they're about to watch Vihan. something awful? It kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Because if Vihan's like, look, if Hey George doesn't give a fuck about these people, then why do I? They shouldn't even be in work. Those people shouldn't be in work and when they return to work slowly but surely they should be desk bound. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, Jane's been on. Jane says, I'm trying to take everything in in this episode. It's making my brain look like Don't the aftermath me. of Oliver's meeting. Um, how did the informant get involved in the group and why do they trust him? Why do we get so many shots of Danny when he doesn't seem to be doing anything? I'm counting on you guys to make sense of it all for me. Well, don't. Jane, we're not I sure. I wouldn't. <laughs> Danny did not have one lot. Danny's script came like that this episode. Didn't one lot. Oh, just a few looks and then that's me. I don't even know why he's there. It's, it's offensive. They probably put in a few shots just to be like, Danny's still here because we've killed off everybody else. Do you know Yeah, I mean? and I think they were yeah. like, Jesus, we forgot about Hass on the team. So put him down in that fucking tunnel for this yes. bomb disposal because the man hasn't done anything yeah. and man is run, running the show. Danny's wedding must be really soon, yeah? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, he was meant to be going on his stag uh, two weeks after episode one, which would have been this week. Yeah, the best man was killed. Do you know what I mean? Would you postpone? Lana, you're up. <laughs> so um, Tracy says, is Lana's dad permanently by the lockups? I'm loving season two. I thought Lana would get to the bomb that killed poor Oliver in time. It's definitely not as predictable as season one. That's true. It isn't as predictable. Like, it's all a bit wild. Do you know that way? Like, there's drones, there's yeah. underground stations, there's, you know, it, it has gone up a level. I just don't know if it's realistic. Uh, I mean, we don't want it to be too realistic at the same no. time. It's all terrifying. Um, okay, time for tweets now. Anna wrote, a good episode, but chaotic. At least we learned about the glow sticks. Amber for danger, green for safe. How much more can Lana take? No ordinary person would deal with this much. Yeah, she'd be at home. Like, she would not be going yeah. to work. Um, Heavily medicated, said, might I add. 
Yeah. Melanie says the same thing. She's just like, how many brutal deaths does Lana have to witness before HR insists that she is a day off? It's shocking. Um, Rachel says, is Lana the only expo in London? She's witnessed countless deaths in the last couple of days. Yet every bomb there is, she's on it. No other officers seem to go anywhere near the bombs. Yeah, true. Hannah says, I thought it was very optimistic of Lana to say that she'd go to her parents for a curry after work, given that there was a countdown to a big bomb at 7pm and she might need to stay past tea time. True. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. Oh. Debbie says, uh, Debbie just tweeted in general, sorry, not at all. So I just saw this tweet from Debbie and I was like, you know what? I agree. She says, I think it was unnecessary to kill Tom. Not only was he one of the only likable characters, but he had more potential alive. Jed Mercurio likes to shock for shock value, but sometimes that doesn't work and it didn't work here. Mm. I have to agree. And let's not blame Jed because when they shock for shock value in Line of Duty, it's usually earned and it, there is a level of logic there. And, you know, it's kind of like in Game of Thrones where they kill people and you're so, you didn't see it coming. But I just don't think we care about Tom enough. But then we're also like, we don't care about anyone else that's left. So who are yeah, we meant to Yeah, he was the person actually... that we probably, one of the people we cared about the most and now he's gone. The we're investing. Uh, come here now though also, guys. Jed didn't write this. He's no. just, for his no? production company, no, make no. it. Yeah. So like, no, obviously he looks out. over the thing. Yeah. Um, Sam says, Lana had more, <laughs> sorry, this is, <laughs> this made me laugh. Sam says, Lana had more chemistry with that jam-filled biscuit than she did with Tom. Yeah, there was <laughs> nothing giving. They did. No, I, I agree. Uh, Grant says episode three was a great episode to watch. I've watched episode four and it's poor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and finally, let's look ahead to Sunday night's episode Fuck after all hell. of our scathing reviews. Um, here's a description <laughs> for episode four of Trigger Point season ah. two. Um, it says Alex contacts the police with critical information about a new attack planned for that day. But Commander Francis warns the team against placing too much trust in him. Okay. I can't, I can hardly wait. <laughs> well, Guys, yeah, no, yeah. It's not our, it's not the best one we've podcasted about, but you know what? We're I having am fun enjoying it though. Yeah, I'm definitely it. having yeah. fun with it. I'm definitely having fun with it. You don't need to it. think about it too much because there's not enough characters left to even think about. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, we <laughs> wait with bated breath now to watch episode number four that Grant says is poor. I wonder when mm. they give me gas and air, maybe I could use safely to watch that. Would you have one of your non-alcoholic fizzy rosés just, you know, to sort of, just for the sense of occasion? Yeah, I might just like sit in a really hot room or something. I'll try and get sort of a natural high <laughs> because if so, if someone has watched it and it gets any worse, guys, I honestly, I'm going missing. I'm getting signed <laughs> off for the rest of the season. <laughs> Well, listen, guys, do you know what? I just like that we get to have a chat every same, week about it. Same, same, I, same, I, I, would, like, I would, to be honest, I wouldn't binge this. So I'm kind of glad we're watching it one a week because yeah. I think I would have dropped off now if I was binging it. Do you know that way? I think whereas, you dropped off last you know, night when they had the night vision goggles on. <laughs> I didn't even see them. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Okay. 
in the meantime, you can leave a review of our podcast now, not of Trigger Point. Just let's, let's <laughs> differentiate there. You can leave a review of Shrine Podcasts on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and hit follow or subscribe, please. Follow us on socials. We're at Shrine Pod. Uh, we love your voice notes, even if they are scathing. We love your yeah, honesty. I love um, the scathing voice notes. Love the scathing ones. Shrinepodcasts.com and you can click on the link that lets you leave us a little voice note. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and if not, you can email us, shrinepod at gmail.com. And of course, you can support us uh, on patreon.com forward slash shrine pod. And um, for Trigger Point, you will get these episodes nice and early before everyone else. Um, that's it. We're done now. Would anyone else like to say a, anything? Did you name your dishwasher? We've had a few messages oh, we in have about, your had dishwasher. about the dishwasher. Have we? Actually, should we ask? Should we do like a competition for like, we'll give someone something if they name your dishwasher and you like the name? Yeah, to the four people that are uh, following along with Trigger Point to listen to this, do please name my dishwasher and we will find, we will scramble something. We don't do merch, guys, but we could come up with something. Oh, we could. Or, yeah. you know, a little gift from us, a personalized podcast, or maybe they'd come on, they could have a little spot in the podcast, some episode, oh you know, God, and have yeah. a quick chat about something. Name yeah. my dishwasher, suggest what you'd like as a prize, and we'll pick someone. I think that's perfect. We will. Stunning. That's perfect. Okay, guys, enjoy the poor episode number four of Trigger Point. We'll chat to you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.